0: Hey everyone, I wanted to welcome you to Encounter Church. I'm Pastor Craig Rice. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Lord, Let's give him praise as Pastor Craig comes to preach the word. Amen, amen, amen. What's going on, Eleven? Haven't we experienced the presence of God? Yeah, yeah. Laura and Pastor Jesse have. Um, but... Uh, Excited to see all God's doing. Last Sunday we worked on on the ask. What are, what are you asking God for? And it's it's in that ask that God begins to do do the incredible and the miraculous. And and we we, we love to see that. We love to hear that. And, and but there's something that just gets gets on the inside of us. We start applying it and doing it, and then we get to actually see the results from it. Has anybody ever seen a result from just asking God? If you ask God and then you received it's it's really a a simple principle, but it's a principle that uh I believe gets overlooked so many so many times and so i wa- I wonder as we get ready to start this this message today, I wonder if you could just take a posture of reception today. would you just stick your hands out in front of you and the presence of the Lord has moved in this place, but I just want to pray over you as we get started. Father, I thank you for the moments we have shared right here the the power of the Holy Spirit that we have have embraced and and felt and and god it is evident and manifest among us and so lord i'm praying now that we would receive what you have for us that we would leave here different changed and empowered today in the mighty precious name of jesus we pray come on someone say amen amen someone said my mind is open my heart is ready i receive it i believe it do it jesus my prayer in 2023 is that those things would be lived out, that it wouldn't just be what we say. I, I say that every Sunday, but it's not just something we say. It's something that we actually practice, and, and here's two things I want you to do, all right? Two things I want you to do. Number one is come to our Christmas party this Thursday, all right? It's going to be an amazing time. Uh, we've, we I believe we have hit um, capacity. And so now we are adding more tables and more chairs. That's exciting. So if you haven't signed up, you haven't signed your family up, I ended up signing up my, my family, uh, my grandparents, because they didn't sign up. So I signed them up and said, they're going. That's just how I operate. So don't be that, don't be that person that I have to sign you up. Just go ahead and do it, right? That's funny. 11 o'clock. My, you should have had coffee before you came. It's 11 <laughs> Uh, but uh, in, I encourage you, this Thursday night, uh, that's going to be at the so Reverend Quimlin Park in Post Falls. Um, and so, I don't know, whatever tongue you were, you were speaking in last Sunday was not correct. Uh, but it's <laughs> over so Quimlin Park there in Post Falls. We're going to have a great, great time there. Be there um, and just have time. We're going to dance. We're going to have music. We're, gonna, we're just going to party. Uh, the way we we do. We got encounter vibes coming, so it's exciting. We're excited about it. The second thing I want you to do is come to our Christmas Eve Eve service. We're beginning a brand new tradition here. Four years in, I thought it was time we'd just go ahead and do it, and so we're inviting our community. We're inviting all of our friends and family. The 23rd of December right here is going to be a candlelight traditional Christmas Eve service, and so we're encouraging you to be here. Uh, We're going to have Traditional Christmas carols, a uh, 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 Christmas message, cookies and hot cocoa, and stories, and and all of that, and kick off your Christmas weekend that way. How, how about that? Is that all right? And we're excited about it. How many has ever played the silent game, the quiet game, whatever you want to call it? Who can be the quietest? One, two, three. yeah. And and as a child, when you played that game, like it was your responsibility to make your sibling laugh, or I'm the oldest, I would, you know, pinch or hit, uh, and then we got older in high school, this was before cell phones, so, uh, the only thing we could do to make somebody have noise is we had the old-fashioned rulers that had the metal edge. Anybody old enough to remember before safety came in? <laughs> I have scars on my knuckles from from us hitting each other in the knuckles to make one of us, you know, yelp and so then we'd get detention. Don't judge me. That's just that's 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 how we grew up. And so we would we would do these things and then as you get older and you become a parent, you realize how beautiful, how amazing, how heavenly the quiet game is. Road trips, dinner table after 8 p.m., "Hey, let's play a game." Yeah, what can be the quiet one two three if you open your mouth you're not getting dessert um and and we played the we play the quiet game one two three how many how many has had a moment when you've had a conversation with somebody that you've had the awkward pause your eyes lock and no one's saying a thing Let's see how long it takes, how awkward I gets. It's awkward, right? It's a, I, I hate is such a small word in my vocabulary to describe. Loathe, despise entirely. You sound like the Grinch real quick. Um, dead air, silent spaces. And uh, I was at a, a Christmas production this last week, and my wife can tell you that uh, there was multiple times she had to kick me. I have bruises on my shins from the, the the constant shut-up uh, kicking of my critical attitude in the middle of a play where it would take, you know, dead air and space from one class to get up and sing and then to, to exit stage, no music, nothing going on, for the next class to come up. And in those awkward, silent pauses, my soul dies just a little more. And uh, it's, that, it's that awkward... Maybe, you've set an appointment with somebody or coffee or dinner and they've ghosted you they just don't show up my question is how long do you wait until you just get up and leave i'm not talking about the individuals that are texting you hey i'm running late or hey, stuck in traffic or hey we got a really bad snow i'm talking about the individual that never texts you like never communicates and you you have now it is it is at the start time of the the meeting or dinner or coffee or meetup, and now it's five minutes in it's 10 minutes in. It's, it's, it's 20 minutes in. When you take the opportunity to finally say, they're not coming, and I'm going to get up and leave. It's the awkwardness. My, my wife knows one of the, the greatest fears in my life is to eat by myself. I would rather not eat than to sit at a table by myself having a, a meal. Am I else? Am I just? Am I? Am I All right. I've got a few of you real people. Some of you are like, no people? Whoo. <laughs> Ricky is pumped in the back I just don't know what's going on here uh, but I, I, I want to be I wanna, I'm like the little mermaid I want to be where the people are I just I want to be there I want. I, and, and I hate the awkward spaces the silent places and this last year I've actually put into practice moments of stillness and silence and solitude in order to get close to God but it's in those awkward moments that there's sometimes we we just don't like the silence, the silent moments. Have, maybe, maybe we can do some work on some marriages today. Have you ever given or received the silent treatment? Maybe you're living this right now. <laughs> maybe we're going through. My wife knows that if, if, if we are going to have an argument, that is the one thing you do not do. But she does it because she knows that's the way to get my attention. I'm the guy. Like, let's argue all night so we can get this fixed and straightened out. Anybody else? Like, let's go. Let's, let's figure this thing out. And, uh, and she's like, no, don't talk to me. No, no, no. <laughs> I, we, I need to talk this thing through. And so uh, it's, it's the silent treatment. And yet when I look at Scripture, there is... This, this silence between the Old Testament and the New Testament. There's the last prophet of, named Malachi in the Old Testament right before the New Testament begins. And if you don't realize, like the Old Testament and New Testament, it's not a fluid book. These were written in, in hundred years and segments of time before it was ever canonized and, and brought into light as scripture. And there is a space between the Old Testament and the New Testament of 400 years of silence. God didn't speak. There is no, no movement from God, no new prophet, no new judge, no nothing like that. It is just 400 years of awkward silence and pause from God. Nothing going on, nothing moving. And the last prophecy that was made from the prophet Malachi, in, in, in Malachi 3.1, it says this, the Lord says, look, I am sending my messenger and he will prepare the way before me. Speaking of John the Baptist, and then the Lord you are seeking will suddenly come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you look for so eagerly is surely coming, says the Lord of heaven's Now, if I get that word, I'm excited. Because this is the promise of the Messiah. I'm, this, is, this is what they've been praying for. Messiah, come. Messiah, come. They've been praying that Messiah would come. And now they're hearing this prophet say, Hey, the Lord is sending someone to prepare a way. And when he comes, suddenly the Messiah is going to show up. Pumped. And then 400 years of silence. Have you ever gotten a word from God and then it's just silent on the other end? Wondering, wondering if God's going to answer whether wondering if God's going to wondering if if this thing that you heard was from God or if it was just something you imagined. And anybody real in the house that would be willing to say, I'm still waiting on something from God. Or, I'm in between places. Or I'm here today from an answer from God that I had to spend some time waiting. I had to spend some time waiting. And the people are waiting 400 years in silence. And it just, it. it I want to just show you this this part of it because I don't believe today that it was that God didn't want to talk to his people. I believe that God realized the people didn't want to listen to God. It wasn't that God wanted to stop talking. It was that the people stopped listening. And today, I want to just title this, this message today, Breaking the Silence. Breaking the silence, this silent, awkward pause in between what God says to fulfilling what God did. Now, during these 400 years, there is there is the priest of the Old Testament that are still working, they're still operating. They're doing what they've always done. They're going in and out of the presence of the Lord. They're making sacrifices. They're taking care of the temple. They're doing everything that they were commanded to do. But 400 years has now been driven into No word from God. They're just doing the same old, same old. The routine, the mundane, the the going through the motions and yet no appearance, no voice, no presence of God. Nothing. 400 years. And yet they're continuing their traditions of just doing this. But now, all of a sudden in this season we're about to to read here in Luke 1, suddenly there's a shifting that begins to happen. There is this, this... moving of, of the Spirit and anticipation because the priests would go in to the presence of God, they would have an encounter with God, and then they would tell the people about it. How, how crazy would that be if I stood up here every Sunday and said, I had this incredible encounter with God, I want to tell you about it, but you never experienced God. You never felt God, you never knew His presence, you just can't hear about someone else's encounter and experience with God. But there was this moving, suddenly now the people were getting hungry. 400 years has passed. 400 years of silence has gone on. And suddenly there is this hunger that maybe if he can have an encounter with God, maybe we can too. Maybe if they're able to experience God, maybe we can too. And there is this priest by the name of Zechariah in Luke 1. And we're going to spend the rest of the time in Luke 1 today. And it says this, while Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right of the incense altar. And Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. Now I'm going to pause here and say this that where else would we expect to encounter the presence of God? Like suddenly Zechariah is now afraid, fearful that suddenly he has experienced this presence where he should the presence. Suddenly he has an encounter he was not expecting in a place where he should have been expecting. And he was shaken and overwhelmed. And I want to talk to our church in 2022 that we need God encounters where we are shaken and we are overwhelmed by his glory and his presence (laughs) and his power that we are shaken to our core. And there's moments like we experienced this morning during our song. I don't know if you felt what I felt, but there was that tremble, that shaking of the glory of God has just stepped in to this place. The King has arrived. And in moments like that, I want to be shaken and overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit. And I believe that that in moments like this, In places like this, there is a corporate encounter that we can have together. But God does not want it just to happen in His temple, in His sanctuary. He wants it to happen in earthen vessels. He wants to make sure that the encounter is not just on a Sunday, but it's all the rest of the time, that there is a shaking and an overwhelming presence with you at all times. And the angel says, do not be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son, and you are to name him John. Now we get, I'm going to try to rephrase, we we are so used to doing life with God all around us, that it startles us when God suddenly is in front of us. We We get so caught up in the omnipresence of God. God is in all things, through all things, above all things, around all things. Anybody believe that? There's an online presence of God. He is all around us. And we get so caught up with the presence of God all around us that when He takes time to stand in front of us, there is is this fear of, oh no, God is now taking time with me. Last week we worked on the ask and I am believing that in 2023, God is setting our church up for an Karadokia moment, that something marvelous is coming, so the rest of this year, I'm going to be preaching and teaching along the things, because God has sent us on a mission to build this year, and I've, I've a word for you, I've already worked it, I've, Pastor Jesse and I, we, we've confirmed this, that this is what God wants for our church, and we'll be revealing that on Vision Sunday, uh, the, the third Sunday of January, and I can't wait, it's just burning inside of me, but I want to set you up today, going into 2023. Knowing that there is something marvelous that God has built in this season to shore up the foundation because He's adding to the church as He wants to add. He's going to take care of some amazing things. Now, now, Zechariah has a moment where he is fearful and the angel says what? God has heard your prayer. I just want to remind someone in this house today that God has heard your prayer. And there is a moment where God is standing in front of you today telling you, I have heard your prayer. Don't be afraid of this. This is the moment that God is answering the prayers that you have prayed. So I'm believing that this next year there are going to be things that you have prayed in the past that are suddenly fulfilled because God is standing in front of you saying, I have heard your prayers heard your prayers. And then Zechariah responds in verse 18 to the angel and he says, how can I be sure this will happen? Now, this is the same kind of of moment that Abraham and Sarah had. Do you remember them? Like old old people having a baby. Do I have any elders, pillars of our church, seasoned, People. Laura, would you want to have a baby in 2023? That just, I, by your face, you are stunned, silent, fearful. It's hard to get you to not speak, and the, there is, it is on you. You have no desire. It's fear, yes. There, there is nothing that is pleasant about that, that idea. There's 50 year olds, is there any 50 year olds like, no, no way? Like there, the reality is, is that Zechariah has known the scripture. He knew what Abraham and Sarah went through. And now he is old and his wife Elizabeth is old. So how in the world can it happen to me? I know it happened to Abraham, but how can it happen to us? How is this possible that it's going to happen to us? And he says, how can I be sure that this will happen? I'm an old man now and my wife is also well along in years. And years later, Elizabeth read this and was very offended. Men. Gentlemen, husbands, husbands to be, boyfriends, fiancés, do not talk about your wife's age. Beauty is ageless, every wrinkle is gorgeous. Wisdom on her head through the gray hairs is of God gentlemen, I'm trying to help you have a great Christmas. I'm, I really just feel this in my heart today. (laughs) You just need this. You're having the silent treatment because you said something about her old age. And Zachariah's like, how can this happen? She's along. She's well along in years as well. And the angel said, I am Gabriel. Now, if I heard that, I'm now trembling and going to have to go change my pants. I am Gabriel. And I stand in the very presence of God. It was He who sent me to bring you this good news. This is not bad news. This is good news. But now since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until. Someone say until. Until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. My question is, have you ever doubted that god would do the impossible for you it is so easy to believe that god will do the impossible for someone else isn't it we'll pray in faith we'll believe in faith god we know you are going to heal them but when god stands in front of us and says i'm here to answer your prayers we're like we try to exclude ourselves how can this happen to me how is this going to happen i i All the praying we've done and now we are faced with the actual reality that God has heard us and he's answering us and he's going to do something about it. We have just gone through an amazing week here of people being healed left and right. I don't know. I mean, I know it's kind of the scuttlebutt of the church right now. There is prayers that are being answered. There's provisions. Pastor Jesse received one of the biggest uh, um, jobs deals that he's ever ever done. Last Sunday during the middle of church, as he's just asking God, there's been amazing miracles of healing and testimonies of deliverance. Last Wednesday, my back, I've had a bulging disc. I've had my hip out of place. And Wednesday night at first Wednesday, I was lifting my hands and we were singing, fear is my future. You are. And suddenly a warmth came over my back, down to my sciatica. All the numbness in my foot went away and God instantly healed. I, I'm just... I'm just filled with enough faith today to believe that God is standing in front of our church saying, I've heard your prayer and I just want you to break the silence and believe and say, I'm believing that what you've said is coming to pass. I'm believing for my healing. I'm believing for the miracle. And often that we exclude ourselves from the equation. We push ourselves out. We start making the excuses from and we, we eliminate ourselves from receiving the miracle we desperately need. And I've realized there is this trend. Uh, I, do I have anybody that lived through the '80s? Jesus did not come back in 1988. Or nine. Whatever book you read. Those four blood moons? they did yeah, it had, but it's not like we're still on Earth. This is not heaven. Let me preach that again. That's a doctrine. I got a letter in the mail the other day trying to convince me that this is heaven on earth. And I'm like, Bubba, you lost your everlasting mind. You're a false prophet. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> there is a name for that, and we'll, we'll work on that later. But I have realized that there is this, this, this ever-evolving concept that we believe in the second coming of Jesus. Anybody else believe Jesus is going to come back? I believe that. I believe it. However, we have more faith in his second coming than we often do about Him working impossible things in our lives. We have more faith that He will come again than we do that He'll heal our Then He'll heal our broken bones. Then He'll restore our marriages. That He'll revive our backslidden kids. That He'll take care of the provisions of our life. We have more faith in His second coming than we do His operating in our everyday lives. And therefore, we have created a culture of Christians that are always at their wit's end always at the end of the rope, always moving from here to there and everywhere and and never settled. Why? Because they do not have faith that God can do it for them. They believe God can do it for others, but they do not believe God can do it here and now. And God has sent me to tell someone today that your prayers have been heard and they are being answered. It's your time to receive and believe it. Many followers of Jesus believe that they want to know God's will. Anybody want to know God's will for your life? But they are so persistent at knowing the will of God for their life. So persistent at just saying, well, I'm just trying to find the will of God. I'm just praying about the will of God. And obviously, do that. But what has happened is believers have started eliminating their gift mix, their talent And their intellect that God has given them in search of his will so that they will not be responsible of actually doing the very thing he created them to do. And I just feel like there is people in our church this year that there has been a expectancy the Holy Spirit has put inside of you to actually step out and start doing some things. He has put in a gift mix in you. There's some people here that God wants you to work with kids. God has given you the ability and the talent, but there has been a silence. There's been a silence and God is wanting to break the silence off of your life. There is individuals here that are gifted in administration, and you've held back in search of the will of God, and God's like, no, the will of my will is right here, and I've already given you the gifting, the ability, and the talent to fulfill what I've already promised you to fulfill. I just feel a Holy Spirit energy today to just tell someone that there is something that God has given you of expectation, that there been a silence in your life. Maybe it's been a year. Maybe it's been a month. Maybe you've paused on your ministry, on your gifting, on your talent. And God is saying today, in, on this Sunday in December of 2022, I am revising, reamping, and revisiting the gift mix that I've put inside of you. There are some people in this house that God is going to use you in this next year to blow the roof off of this church. There are some of you that have a prophetic ministry that God's going to use to blow the roof off, the capacity off of this region and this area. There are some of you that are going to have moments where you interact with somebody in the community that is going to be the catalyst of great revival in this place. Anybody else believe what I'm saying today? I just, I believe... I believe there are young families that are coming that have such a great gift mix that God is going to use right here to advance His kingdom. I believe that there are seasoned elders that are going to come in and use wisdom to be able to build the foundation and shoring up of the church that God has for our our region. I I just believe today with enough faith that there are people with healing ministries that there is going to be a revival of absolute supernatural healing in bodies that cannot be contained by buildings and structures and land. Pastor, you're crazy. I know I'm just amped today. And I don't want to sit in silence any longer. See, we live with enough faith to believe, but not enough faith to really live. We believe, but... God wants us to live this and the conversation is interesting that when we're immature in Christ, when we're immature, our conversation goes, can I trust God? But the more mature we become, the conversation changes to can God trust me? This is what happens with Zechariah because now he is approached with the miracle, the answer to his prayers. And here he is and the angel said, I, God has heard your prayer and I have been sent here with good news to tell you. Your prayers have been answered. And, and Zechariah is like, how can this be? That's an immature statement. That's 400 years of religious tradition, monotony. It, it's 400 years of, of, of absolute compounded faithlessness inside of Zechariah. That's like, I know the prophecy 400 years ago, but can you actually use me? How can this be? Because we will, as immaturity... Shows We will say, can I trust God? But the more mature we become in Christ, the more we're saying, can God trust me with what he's planted inside of me? What he's gifted me? And I want to just, I want to break through this vibe today and let you know that there is something God has placed inside of you. An expectancy. He already knows you have the capacity. He already knows you have the talent. He created you. He designed you. And this is the year of your breakthrough to step into something miraculous and marvelous that will blow your mind. It'll blow your mind. Some have been praying, God, use me, but we've been waiting for that open door. We've been waiting for that invitation. Let me tell you, today the table has is, is, is been made, and there is a seat with your name on it. If you'll pull up a chair, there is going to be great things that happens in your life. And the question is not, can I trust God? The question is, can God trust Will I do what God has asked me on a serve team? Will I do with my best of my ability where God has asked me to serve? And it may not be forever right there in that spot, but it is a starting place. Stop making excuses that you're seeking the will of God and just jump into the will of God. So no matter if you're on parking or security or at the coffee bar or part of our, our, our amazing cleaning staff or you're part of, part of uh, First Impressions or, or you're on the band or you're part prayer team or, or or you're speaking or you're in e-groups or whatever the capacity is the question is not can I trust God the question is can God trust me to do with this thing he's placed inside of me can he do that because the reality is is God knows the date, the time the place of your future miracle coming to pass. He's just waiting for you to step into it and receive it. it said this is going to happen. It's going to, it's going to take place as, as, as the minister, we talk about Abraham and Sarah, as God speaks to ministers to Abraham, he's like, hey, by this time next year, you're going to have a baby, and Sarah's like, ha-ha! Nope. And God's like, no, no, no. This time next year, you're going to have the very thing you've been praying for. So I just want to prophetically declare over our church today that this time next year, the very things that we have been praying for, we will receive. For the four that believed it, let's, let's get the rest of you today. I just, I just believe that God's going to do some crazy things. And some, sometimes there's a silent pause. And Christians often, I love E-Kids right now, that is amazing to me. Hey, don't ever, don't ever criticize them. Let them be loud. Let them be loud. Yeah, come on. Put, you put your hands together. You let them be loud. It's amazing to have a church that we, we don't have a kid problem. We've got a lack of volunteers that we need help with. <laughs> That's our plug. Sherry, I'm working for you. But the silent pause is often God working in our transitions. And what I've learned this last year, is that the transitions are often the doorway to transformation. And God wants to transform you. God wants to work on you. God wants to do things in your life. But oftentimes, it's through the transition that he wants to transform. And God is waiting to just open up your lungs. Zechariah was silenced. And I've questioned why in the world was Zachariah silenced. And I've come to this conclusion that God silenced Zechariah so his doubt would not get on Elizabeth. Because there are we listen to the doubt of others and other times we speak doubt to others. And there may be a silent pause that you're having right now because you've listened to doubt or you've spoken doubt. And the Bible says that the power of life and death is in the tongue. You right now have the power to be able to speak... The things God has prepared and planned. And all the angel was wanting to do with Zechariah is, do you believe that your prayers are answered? You've asked. Now it's time to believe. And when you believe, God is going to take you from gasping to grasping. From just constantly running on empty, on steam, constantly out of breath, constantly trying to find your place, and God wants you to grasp and hold on to the very thing you've been praying for, asking for, believing for, and God's like, "I'm strengthening your grip to go from gasping to now grasping." And the, the issue is, as is we oftentimes speak, we speak from the level of faith. Inside of us, and God will silence that until our faith matches our speech. And I just believe that there are some faith filled people today that you've been playing the silent game with God. Who can be the quietest? One, two, three. And God's like, no. No, no, no. I want you to break the silence, I want you to receive the reward. I want you to open your mouth and say, I believe that what you've said is coming to pass. I'm believing. I'm not filled with doubt. So here's my assignment for you. When you're driving home, when you're around the dinner table, when you're out with friends, when you're in an e-group, let's not allow doubt to slip from our lips. But may we talk about the great things God has in store, the future God has planned, and the amazing things God is doing. May we talk about the miracles. May we talk about the healings. May we talk about the greatness of God. May we talk about the provision of God. Because until it happens... Zachariah wasn't able to speak. Let's get ahead of the game and let's start speaking until it happens. Let's, let's not just wait until it happens to speak. Let's speak before it happens, until it takes place, until it happens. And finally today, Luke 1 and 23, there's this, there's this complete tension and difference. It says this, when Zachariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home soon afterwards. His wife Elizabeth became pregnant. Long week in the temple. I, nine o'clock. It fell flat too. I don't know if you want to laugh about that. Like you're just like, did he say that? Yes, I did, and I'm not ashamed of that. If I a week in the temple, you better believe. <laughs> My wife's feeling good. Thank you, Jesus. And went into, the, into seclusion for five months. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened in that house, but then she said this, how kind the Lord is. He has taken away my disgrace of having no children. Do you see the difference? Zachariah's like, I don't know how this can happen. And Elizabeth is like, how kind he is to take the disgrace away and give me children. There are some of us that need to do away with the doubt and start saying how kind it is for God to entrust me to serve in his house. How kind God is to take away my disgrace of being outside of his will or in silence or wandering. How kind the Lord is to heal my body. How kind the Lord is to save my friend. How kind the Lord is to bring back my my, my prodigal kids. How kind the Lord is to do the impossible. How kind the Lord is to provide. Thank you for taking away my disgrace. Elizabeth's response was entirely different than Zachariah's because now, she's realizing my prayers have been heard and they're being answered and God is doing something I never expected him to do. Band, come, don't miss this moment. Don't miss this moment, church, saying of God, don't miss this moment that God has prepared for you. Don't miss the moment where he's standing in front of you saying your prayers been hurt. When he says it, it's that moment you know he's answering it. Come on, there's people here today. And I know because I have prayed for you. And my wife and I, we've prayed with you. And we've sat around your table. And we've had the text messages and the emails and the phone calls and we have prayed and we have, we have sought God and, and, and we have seen it. And I just, I feel like this last week, God just opened a door for our church and the miraculous. And he's saying, I'm standing here before you, letting your church know, letting this city know, letting this town know, letting the people that are attending here, those that are online, letting you know, I have heard your prayer. But now it's up to us to respond to the call. It's up for us to say, I trust you solely. Thank you for being kind enough to trust me. So instead of who can be the quietest, one, two, three, maybe it's who will speak first, one, two, three. 3. May my mouth and the meditation of my heart be in sync with His heart. May the things I say bring honor and glory to His name. May the voice and the speech that I have start believing. May my faith match my talk, may what I say confirm what God has done and what God will do. And God wants your voice to be a voice of what is yet to happen. God's not seeking a voice to tell him what he's already done. We thank him for that. But he's searching for a voice of what has yet to take place, has yet to happen. And God is waiting for you to speak about better things, better hope, better life, better joy, better dreams, better things. Will you stand with me all over the room today? I want this moment. I want it to sink in today, to get inside of us, because you're standing in the presence of God who has brought you good news today. He's brought you good news. And I'm bold enough to believe that if you need healing in your body today, today's the day. I had people as we were walking, at, people were walking out at the nine o'clock, said, I don't know, you called me out, thank you, like this was, a, this was I, I feel like I was healed at the 9 o'clock. I feel like God did something to me. I, I lifted my hands and God cleared my lungs. I lifted my hands and, and I, I just felt restoration in my, my spiritual walk. I, we had people walk up to us and say I want to join a serve team. I want to be a part here more than I ever have because the presence of God is standing right now before you saying I've heard your prayer but what are you going to say? How are you going to say it? Because God is trusting you now. To carry the level of expectancy and faith in your spiritual womb so that he can give birth to the miraculous in the future there's a miracle inside of you there's a dream inside of you there's a hope inside of you that can come from no one other than the Holy Spirit there's something inside of you that wants to give birth this next year I I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm reading too much into it, but have have you noticed how many pregnant women we have in our church right now? Seems like every Sunday somebody else is pregnant, and I love it. Somebody's been spending time in the temple for five weeks or five days. It's just it's been a long, long winter, and we just got started. But I just feel like God is showing in the physical what He wants to do in the spiritual that there is something about what has happened that He wants to give a level of expectancy inside of us to give birth to His will and He has been waiting for His people to open their mouth. It has been silent and I don't know about you, it's it's hard to admit sometimes that we don't hear from God because hey, we're a Christian, we believe, we hear from God all the time and you're down there going, I haven't heard from God in a long time. Can I be honest with you? There have been seasons Where I haven't heard from God so I can say me too but this is not one of those seasons and I believe fully I have heard from God for you, for our church, for our community today to let you know that God has stepped down He has paused in time and eternity to answer your prayer and say whatever it is but I'm waiting for you to break the silence to believe it to believe it because it's good news thank you so much for joining us today I want to encourage you to take the message you just heard and allow Jesus to transform your soul we pray that you have an amazing week thanks again for being a part of the Encounter Church family God bless you